0: We have statistics that say that very often, especially when a woman goes back to graduate school, um, it tends to correlate with a lot of um, separation and divorce.
1: Graduate school can put a lot of pressure on a relationship, but Dr. Karen Sherman is about to drop some knowledge on you to help get you through this time of higher education. Stay tuned. Are you a marriage expert looking to reach more couples? Now you can get listed on Hitch for just $1. Our listings appear throughout the website right next to the articles that are read by hundreds of thousands of married folks. You get to post a small image, a short description, and most importantly, a link back to your site. Visit hitchedbag.com, click the directory link, and get listed today for just $1. We're
0: on top of the world
1: Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor in chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am joined once again with the original practicing psychologist, Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good, thank you. Uh, we, you know, we get a lot of people who uh, write in looking for advice on grad school um which which makes sense because people will get married and then uh they'll decide that their career hasn't gone the way they wanted it to or um you know a, with the economy doing what it's done in the past you know couple decades i guess you can actually say uh the 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 times of people go to school, get out and then work for a company for 30, 40 years and then retire those have almost been obliterated uh, it's it's not common not uncommon now for people to have two, three, four, or more different, even career changes in their lifetimes. Um, but doing this obviously changes the dynamics of the lifestyle and the relationship. What are your initial thoughts for a couple uh, or the individual who has decided they want to go back to school or make a big career change like this?
0: Well, I think that, you know, anytime you're going to make a change, you really have to assess um, what that change is going to involve uh, as far as your time management, your finances, um, what's going to happen as far as um, the lifestyle that you're going to have. You know, going back to graduate school is very demanding um, as far as time commitments and such. So you really have to look at um, what you're going to have to do in order to meet the challenge of grad school and what changes it's going to require in the way you live now. Um, there's, um, We have statistics that say that very often, especially when a woman goes back to graduate school, um, it tends to correlate with a lot of um, separation and divorce. So um, it's very important that uh, you really look at the realities of what's going to be required uh, in this new program that you're going into, as far as again your time commitment and what it will mean as far as the changes in the way you presently live.
1: You know, it's interesting that you you brought up women too because there was a uh, a Pew research study that came out just a couple weeks ago. Um, that said for the first time uh, in, in 50 years since they started measuring this, I guess, uh, wives have now more education than their, their husbands. Mm. Um, and in particular, young couples, um, this was for 2012, um, almost 40% of college-educated women were married to a guy that didn't have a degree at all. Wow. I
0: did that
1: study. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, this is not something that's like unique. I mean, this is accelerating. So when, when you hear the fact that, uh, for women in particular, that it's tough, it, it, like I read, I, I, that, that study hit my brain and it's kind of jarring when you hear something like that.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
1: So, so then, um, how can something like this affect the relationship in the marriage?
0: Well, you know, I think it can affect it at at a lot of different levels. Um, You know, first of all, let's look at what is the career that the person is going for with this new graduate degree. So, if when I met you, you were going to be, um, you know, one profession and that profession meant, let's say you were going to be a teacher. And that profession meant that you were going to have a certain number of hours and you were going to have summers off. And that meant we were going to be able to travel or have extra time together. And now you're going for the kind of profession where um, you're going to have a lot less time. Um, and you were going to be, let's say, in a position that was going to have a lot more risk to um you know, involved in the kind of job that you have, you might end up feeling very resentful as the spouse and say, you know, I didn't sign on for this. This was not the kind of career um, that I thought you were going to be involved in. Um, And, you know, a lot of times, you know, what I hear in my office is when somebody is doing a behavior and the spouse is upset, the person will say, this is who I was. You know, this is exactly what I was doing you know, when we got decided to get married. So why is this surprising you? But if we're talking about making a shift and it's going to be very different, the, the um, mate could very well say, you know, this is what I, not what I signed on for. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Number two, uh, while the person is in graduate school, um, they're not going to be able to work the same way that they have been working, um, if at all so financially there's likely to be um, a a shift in uh, their lifestyle. Um, It may also be that uh, depending on the rigors of the graduate program, they may not be able to socialize that they in the way that they used to. Additionally, the person may be meeting um, a whole slew of people that the mate is not involved with. They may have a whole new group of people that they're going to be entrenched with. So there's going to be a lot of changes that are going to really affect the couple um, that is new to the couple.
1: Yeah. I, In particular, I think it's interesting, the one about um, the meeting new people, um, because, I, you know... It, Graduate school, um, college in general can be an intense environment. Um, and when you're doing something that, like, with that kind of intensity and you need that kind of support, your spouse may not be able to provide, um, you know, the help and training that some of the classmates may be able to. And that could make the spouse feel very uncomfortable, particularly if they're, um, with, uh, an opposite sex classmate for a lot of hours every day right. or a couple times a week, maybe late at night. Um, what, wh- how would you navigate that sort of situation? Um, from, from both sides, the spouse that's sitting at home sweating bullets <laughs> and, yeah. and the spouse that's out, uh, doing, doing their thing, even though they may have no intentions there, but they're also, let's just say, oblivious to, um, the perception that their spouse at home may have of, of or, or maybe the insecurity that the spouse at home may have.
0: Well, I think the burden really falls on the person going back to graduate school to be aware and sensitive to exactly what we just discussed and to be inclusive of the spouse, at least in sharing the experiences, discussing the people that they're meeting. Um, if there are some times where there are some kind of social gatherings if possible to bring the mate. But at least, at the very least, to uh, be sharing, um, you know, who they're friends with, telling them about these other people so that the mate doesn't feel excluded. Now, in the same vein, the mate could be asking questions and showing interest so that um, dialogue is received in a, in a positive way. If you never show any interest, then the person going to graduate school sort of set, gets the message of, you know, well, you never showed any interest, so I never bothered telling you anything about it. Uh, but the more that you're discussing it and you're open about it, the less likely it is to become, you know, something that is uh, exclusive to the people in the graduate school and the mate is on the outside of that. hmm
1: so, they really just need to engage and and kind of talk it out a little bit yes okay yeah uh, so um, in doing we, i mean this kind of segues really well into the next question I have for you but how i mean so how can the the spouse who's not going to school how can they support their uh you know new college spouse, college well, spouse?
0: I, think, I I think that you know if the person is um comes to the realization that they want to go back to school that before they go ahead and actually do it a conversation is needed about what we said in in the first point what it's going to look like what it's going to mean um, is this something that um, you know they can do as a couple uh, what it's going to mean for their future the the positives and the negatives and um, I think it's really important, whether it be graduate school, whether it be a different career, whether it be um, an extracurricular you know, activity that you're taking up, that couples be supportive of one another, um, because that's basically respectful. I will share with you that um, when we were younger, my husband and I, um, he was an educator. And educators generally have to have another um, source of income because you just don't make a lot of money. And so at one point, he had the opportunity to become a partner in a restaurant. And we knew that it was going to be very demanding, and quite frankly, I was not in favor of it. Um, However, I also knew that if he didn't at least have the opportunity to try it, he would be um, regretful and probably resentful the rest of our lives. and so I told him my hesitations, but I also said, go ahead, go for it um, and um, you know throughout my life, I have tried various projects as far as offering relationship advice and he has always been supportive and I think that that's a very large component of what has been successful in our in our marriage so, um I think it's really important that if there is hesitation that you express it, um, you try to plan for where there may be certain challenges, but that you then go ahead and uh, support your partner
1: mm-hmm. okay now if if your spouse makes this leap and you see that it's going well or you through your conversations, decide like, wow, that sounds kind of awesome. I I think I might want to do that as well. Uh, Can can you just jump into the fray as well or should you let them do their thing um, so that they have the support necessary and then once they're done, you can then give your crack at it?
0: Yeah, I would think that unless (laughs) – and I don't mean this literally, but I think that unless you're both trust fund babies where you've got a lot of money – Um, it's probably not a good idea for both of you to be doing that at the same time. Um, You know, it is going to take out, you know, a chunk of financial um, Mm -hmm. bite into your relationship. And also, again, it's it's very stressful. Going to graduate school is a stressful proposition. So to have both of you doing it at the same time is going to be hard, especially if you've got children. Um, That being said, if you do have... Um, the financial wherewithal, Um, it might not be a bad idea doing it because at least then you both know that you're going through it and you sort of understand what you're doing, but, you know, what the other one is doing. But in most cases, um, I think it's probably hard to do it at the same time. So it's probably better off that one of you does it and then the other one Uh, Has that opportunity and gets the support when it's your turn. Mm
1: -hmm. I would say the only the only situation that I could think of outside of trust fund babies, as you mentioned, uh, would be couples who are like really young who have you know perhaps gotten married younger than the the American average, so they're probably early twenties and um, they just finished getting their um, undergrad. And so now they're thinking of doing graduate school and uh but they want to get married first kind of a thing. So that would kind of be the only scenario yes. that I could think of because they're still in that on that like immediate pathway. It's not a it's not necessarily a career change, I would guess, which is right. kind of the topic and, and we're I talking agree about.
0: You, but we were discussing what about if somebody wants you know, the initial question was, what about if somebody decides to go back to graduate school with yeah. careers? But yes, I totally agree with you. If they're just finishing up grad, uh, undergrad and both of them are first starting out and therefore just going on the education path. Yeah, I would think that that would work as well.
1: Yeah, yeah no, you're right. I, I, I changed the rules of the game there. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so my, my last question for you to wrap this thing up here is uh, because we have listeners of all ages um, and, and all – spectrums of of life i guess so do you think it's ever too late to make such a change um and and for the for either your life or within the relationship
0: no no i'm a big believer that change is possible at any age and as long as the pointers that we've discussed are um, embraced i think that it's possible at any point in life
1: yeah I think so too, and not only that um I, like you're starting to see now um resources pop up for uh particularly like you know the boomer generation drives so much of our culture in in this country because it's such a humongous swath of of individuals uh but now they're the boomer generation is getting to the retirement age um but a lot of them aren't ready to retire or they don't want to retire. Um, But so that now they're able to do perhaps – maybe they fulfilled their parents' dream or maybe they did what they needed to do to survive at a younger age and and now they're going into something that may have been a passion of theirs because they now have the ability to do something like that. So I think you're going to start to see a lot lot more uh, people jumping into second and third careers, particularly later in life.
0: Exactly. And the other part of it is that um, people in general are living longer – and so if you've worked at a career for, let's say, 25, 30 years, you are still young enough and vital enough that, well, you've gotten bored with that one and, you know, you you want to do something else and you still have the ability to do so. So why not? You know? So absolutely. Yeah. You know, There's no it, reason not to.
1: Yeah. It's really interesting because now you think people are living, I mean, it's, I mean, 80 years old now is like nothing. I mean every, everybody lives to 80. I mean I think the actual average is like probably late 70s. Mm-hmm.
0: Um
1: but I mean 80 years old nothing 90s. Yeah, I mean it used to be rare when you knew somebody who made it to the 90s, but now it seems like I know everybody I know gets to the 90s. Right. And uh so so you're right. I mean, you know, retirement at at 65 or what whatever, whatever, you know, I know people retiring late 50s. Uh, that's a, that's a long time to not have a a career path. Right. Um, when you're used to working, particularly for, you know, 20, 30 years before that. So you might take 10 years off and then decide, you know what? I'm bored. Or maybe I've, I've visited. I'm, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd get bored in retirement, but I know I would want to have something actively going on. Um, so, uh, you know, doing a career wouldn't be a bad thing. So.
0: Exactly, exactly. Uh,
1: so, Karen, um, I think that'll do it for us this week. Uh, I I don't have any other tips unless you do.
0: No, I think we've covered it.
1: Okay, perfect, perfect. Um, well, that will wrap it up for us this week, but I want to remind everyone, you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, uh, who is a practicing psychologist and relationship issues and relationship and lifestyle issues for 25 years, uh, she has a new website out. It's a, it's actually a whole new um, like support system. Talk about uh, more education. It is MakeYourMarriageWorkNow.com. It has uh, monthly themes that get tackled, uh, relationship themes. um, And there's also a monthly teleconference call where you actually get to talk to Karen directly. Um, It is $9.99 per month. So you can't beat that. Um, Definitely you don't have to take out student loans to make this one work. Um, So check that out. Again, it's MakeYourMarriageWorkNow.com. Karen is also the author of a couple books, Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She's also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get all this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. You can follow Karen on the social platforms Twitter, Tumblr, Google. I'm, I'm sorry, not Tumblr, uh, Google Plus. Uh, Karen's a very good Google Pluser. Uh, Facebook. Um, we are on Tumblr. We are on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, Google Plus as well. And all that information, by the way, is on our website, hitchedmag.com. So check it out. If you have a comment, have a question, uh, you can email us at our podcast page. uh, And you can also leave a comment or a question or any of that stuff uh, on the iTunes or Stitcher uh, pages where uh, you you can rate the podcast if you like what you're listening to. And uh, you can also... There's a little share option on those sites where you can let others know if you think this is uh, if you like listening to this and you know others who would like to listen to this as well, you know, share share it with them. We'd really appreciate that. Um, so that's gonna do it, Karen. So one last time, thank you so much. And thank you, Steve. Okay, that's gonna do it. Take care everybody. We can be anybody. The world is ours
0: tonight. Do not